0: chapter sixteen of the spirit of the border by zane gray this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by leonard wilson chapter sixteen when the waning moon rose high enough to shed a pale light over forest and field two dark figures moving silently from the shade of the trees crossed the moonlit patches of ground out to the open plain where low on the grass hung silver mists A timber wolf, gray and gaunt, came loping along with lowered nose. A new scent brought the animal to a standstill. His nose went up, his fiery eyes scanned the plain. Two men had invaded his domain, and with a short, dismal bark he dashed away. Like specters gliding swiftly with noiseless tread, the two vanished. The long grass had swallowed them. Deserted once again seemed the plain it became unutterably lonely no stir no sound no life nothing but a wide expanse bathed in sad gray light the moon shone steadily the silver radiance mellowed the stars paled before this brighter glory slowly the night hours wore away on the other side of the plain near where the adjoining forest loomed darkling the tall grass parted to disclose a black form was it only a deceiving shade cast by a leafy branch only a shadow slowly it sank and was lost once more the gray unwavering line of silver crested grass tufts was unbroken only the night breeze wandering caressingly over the grass might have told of two dark forms gliding 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 so softly so surely so surely toward the forest only the moon and the pale stars had eyes to see these creeping figures like avengers they moved on a mission to slay and to save on over the dark line where plain merged into forest they crawled no whispering no hesitating but a silent slow certain progress showed their purpose in single file they slipped over the moss the leader clearing the path inch by inch they advanced tedious was this slow movement difficult and painful this journey which must end in lightning-like speed they rustled no leaf nor snapped a twig nor shook a fern but passed onward slowly like the approach of death the seconds passed as minutes minutes as hours an entire hour was spent in advancing twenty feet at last the top of the knoll was reached the avenger placed his hand on his follower's shoulder the strong pressure was meant to remind to warn to reassure then like a huge snake the first glided away he who was left behind raised his head to look into the open place called the glade of the beautiful spring an oval space lay before him exceedingly lovely in the moonlight a spring as if a pearl gemmed the center an indian guard stood statue-like against a stone other savages lay in a row their polished heads shining one slumbering form was bedecked with feathers and frills near him lay an indian blanket from the border of which peered two faces gleaming white and sad in the pitying moonlight the watcher quivered at the sight of those pale faces but he must wait while long moments passed. He must wait for the avenger to creep up, silently kill the guard, and release the prisoners without awakening the savages. If that plan failed, he was to rush into the glade and in the excitement make off with one of the captives. He lay there waiting, listening, wrought up to the intensest pitch of fierce passion. Every nerve was alert, every tendon strung, and every muscle strained, ready for the leap. Only the faint rustling of leaves, the low swish of swaying branches, the soft murmur of falling water, and over all the sigh of the night wind proved to him that this picture was not an evil dream. His gaze sought the quiet figures, lingered hopefully on the captives, menacingly on the sleeping savages, and glowered over the gaudily arrayed form. His glance sought the upright guard as he stood a dark blot against the gray stone. He saw the Indian's plume, a single feather waving silver-white. Then it became riveted on the bubbling, refulgent spring. The pool was round, perhaps five feet across, and shone like a burnished shield. It mirrored the moon, the twinkling stars, the spectre trees. An unaccountable horror suddenly swept over the watching man. His hair stood straight up, a sensation as of cold, stole chillingly over him whether it was the climax of this long night's excitement or anticipation of the bloody struggle soon to come he knew not did this boiling spring shimmering in the silver moon rays hold in its murky depths a secret did these lonesome shadowing trees with their sad drooping branches harbor a mystery if a future tragedy was to be enacted here in this quiet glade could the murmuring water or leaves whisper its portent no they were only silent only unintelligible with nature's mystery the waiting man cursed himself for a craven coward he fought back the benumbing sense he steeled his heart was this his vaunted willingness to share the avenger's danger his strong spirit rose up in arms once more he was brave and fierce he fastened a piercing gaze on the plumed guard the indian's lounging posture against the rock was the same as it had been before yet now it seemed to have a kind of strained attention the savage's head was poised like that of a listening deer the wary indian scented danger a faint moan breathed low above the sound of gently splashing water somewhere beyond the glade Ooh. The guard's figure stiffened and became rigidly erect, his blanket slowly slid to his feet. oo sighed the soft breeze in the treetops. Louder than with a deep wail, a moan arose out of the dark gray shadows, swelling thrillingly on the still air, and died away mournfully. a The sentinel's form melted into the shade. He was gone like a phantom, another indian rose quickly and glanced furtively around the glade he bent over a comrade and shook him instantly the second indian was on his feet scarcely had he gained a standing posture when an object bounding like a dark ball shot out of the thicket and hurled both warriors to the earth a moonbeam glinted upon something bright it flashed again on a swift sweeping circle a short choking yell aroused the other savages up they sprang alarmed confused the shadow form darted among them it moved with inconceivable rapidity it became a monster terrible was the convulsive conflict dull blows the click of steel angry shouts agonized yells and thrashing wrestling sounds mingled together and half drowned by an awful roar like that of a mad bull the strife ceased as suddenly as it had begun warriors lay still on the grass others rised in agony for an instant a fleeting shadow crossed the open lane leading out of the glade then it vanished three savages had sprung toward their rifles a blinding flash a loud report burst from the thicket overhead the foremost savage sank lifelessly the others were intercepted by a giant shadow with brandished rifle the watcher on the knoll had entered the glade he stood before the stacked rifles and swung his heavy gun crash an indian went down before that sweep But rose again the savages backed away from this threatening figure and circled round it the noise of the other conflict ceased more savages joined the three who glided to and fro before their desperate foe they closed in upon him only to be beaten back one savage threw a glittering knife another hurled a stone a third flung his tomahawk which struck fire from the swinging rifle he held them at bay While they had no firearms, he was master of the situation. With every sweep of his arms, he brought the long rifle down and knocked a flint from the firelock of an enemy's weapon. Soon the Indian's guns were useless. Slowly then he began to edge away from the stone toward the opening where he had seen the fleeting form vanish. His intention was to make a dash for life, for he had heard a noise behind the rock and remembered the guard. He saw the savages glance behind him, had anticipated danger from that direction. But he must not turn. A second there might be fatal. He backed defiantly along the rock until he gained its outer edge. But too late. The Indians glided before him, now behind him. He was surrounded. He turned around and around with the ever-circling rifle whirling in the faces of the baffled foe. Once opposite the lane leading from the glade, he changed his tactics, and plunged with fierce impetuosity into the midst of the painted throng. Then began a fearful conflict. The Indians fell before the sweep of his powerful arms, but grappled with him from the ground. He literally plowed his way through the struggling mass, warding off a hundred vicious blows. Savage after savage he flung off, until at last he had a clear path before him. Freedom lay beyond that shiny path. Into it he bounded. As he left the glade, the plumed guard stepped from behind a tree near the entrance of the path, and cast his tomahawk a white glittering flash it flew after the fleeing runner its aim was true suddenly the moonlight path darkened in the runner's sight he saw a million flashing stars a terrible pain assailed him he sank slowly slowly down then all was darkness End of chapter 16 of The Spirit of the Border by Zane Gray Recording by Leonard Wilson of Springfield, Ohio